from the headquarters of Money and Credit Matters, it's the Rondi Lambert Show, the only holistic radio show where you learn the offense, the defense, and the playing field of personal finance. I'm Rondi Lambert, your host and financial coach, and I am so excited you are here with me today, and I know you're going to learn a ton about personal finances and your credit. Now, the phone lines are open at 1-800-475-SCORE. That's 1-800-475-7267. You can also chat with me live at rondylambeth.com. Again, that's rondylambeth.com. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to today's show. I'm your host, Rondy Lambeth, bringing to you what I think they don't want you to know. And today on the show, I'm talking about how to delete a late payment from your credit report and why late payments are so damaging to your credit report. In fact, 35% of your credit score is based on payment history. That represents roughly 140 points. Now, a lot of people think that, you know, a foreclosure affects you this much and a short sale affects you. It's really, it's all categorized in the same area, and that's payment history. So one of the ways to increase your credit score drastically is to remove the late payments, all of the late payment history. And by doing that, you can see anywhere from a 50 to 150 point increase in your credit score. If you want more information on how to do this, you can go to my website, that's badcreditisachoice.com. You can schedule your free credit consultation there if you'd like, or you can simply sign up for credit repair and we'll do it for you. As always, we only charge after we actually perform a service. So no money up front, no monthly fee, no retainer fee, no setup fee. 100% paid on performance. Again, that website is badcreditisachoice.com. That's badcreditisachoice.com or simply call 1-800-475-SCORE. That's 1-800-475-7267. All right, so the first thing you need to do is get a copy of your credit report. Without a copy of your credit report, it's going to be virtually impossible to get anything removed because you don't know what's there. So one of the easiest ways to get a copy of your credit report is go to a website called creditkarma.com. Now, I'm not an affiliate with Credit Karma. I don't get paid to promote them. They just seem to be a good website you can go to. You don't have to put your credit card in. You can go there, and now they're actually providing two of the three bureaus. Hopefully soon, it'll be all three of the credit reports, but right now, it's just Equifax and TransUnion. Again, that website is creditkarma.com. That's creditkarma.com. Now, you're going to sign up with them. It's a free account. Now, it's truly free. It's not freecreditreport.com where you have to put in your credit card information, and then you have to pay a dollar, and then... 14 days later, 10 days later, they start hitting you with 30 bucks a month forever. No, no credit card needed. You put in your information, sign up, and they're going to give you access to your credit report. Now, the way they make money, just so you're aware of it, is they're selling ads to credit card companies, car loan companies, car dealerships, that kind of thing. And they're going to try to get you to sign up with one of the, the credit cards on their website and attempt to save you money. So that's how they're making their money. That's how they're able to give you the reports for free. Now, the report is not the best report out there, but this is a way for you to get it for free. Again, that website is creditkarma.com. Once you're there, it's going to give you your credit scores. And you will find that you have different types of credit scores. You have a automotive uh, insurance credit score. 
you have a homeowner's insurance credit score, and then you have the Vantage credit score. Now that credit score is not the FICO credit score. That's not what the banks are gonna use. This is a fake score, that's what we call them, FACOs, not FICOs. And it's, it's relatively gonna be much higher than your, your real FICO score. But what it does tell you is if you have a low FACO score, then you have a low FICO score. Generally, FICO is 100 points lower than your FACO score or your Vantage score. Now, the reason that they're not using FICO is because they would have to pay FICO because it's FICO software that creates the credit score. Imagine if it's a compact computer or a Dell computer, an HP computer. They all use Microsoft and they have to buy licenses from Microsoft before they can put it on that computer. But they're actually selling you the computer. It's kind of the same way. They're giving you the free credit report, but they have to pay FICO for the score. So they choose to use the free scores from the credit bureaus, such as Vantage. Now, once you have a copy of, of this credit report, you can look for mistakes. And if you've got a low credit score, then you know you got mistakes on there. You got late payments on there maybe a charge off or a judgment or a collection, but today we're just talking about late payments and how to get them removed. So that's the first step. Now, if you do go to Credit Karma and you find that you have a poor credit score, then one of the things you're gonna to wanna to do is get an actual credit report and you're gonna to have to pay for this one. Go to creditchecktotal.com. That's creditchecktotal.com. That'll give you all of your history and it's really gonna help you out. Now you're gonna to have to pay a dollar, but if you pay them the dollar and then call back the following day and ask for a discount, they will discount it by 50%. That's right, 50% discount just for calling in and asking for a discount. Again, that website is creditchecktotal.com. Now, you could go to annualcreditreport.com. The problem with going to annualcreditreport.com is the three major credit bureaus or credit reporting agencies, Equifax, TransUnion, and Experian, they control annualcreditreport.com. And if you read the fine print that when you accept the terms and agreement of that website, it states that that if you dispute an item on your credit report after obtaining a free copy of your credit report, you then essentially give them an extra 15 days to handle your dispute. So instead of them having to do it within 30 days, they actually have 45 days. So you are increasing their time frame by 50%. And that extra 50% of extra days could actually make it to where you're not getting the items fixed on your credit because they had an extra 15 days for both the creditor to respond and the credit bureau to do their investigation. So I tend to tell you to avoid annualcreditreport.com because if you're serious about getting your credit fixed, you need every advantage you can get. And if you're giving the bureaus an extra 15 days, it's taking away your advantage. So try to avoid annualcreditreport.com at all costs and strictly pay the dollar for the credit check total report and then pay that $14.97 for the following months. And then once you actually get your credit fixed, you can cancel that account. Now, I know there's lots of banks out there. I know Capital One now is offering free monitoring service. And the problem with the free stuff is you can only update your credit report every 90 days. So if you dispute something and you gotta wait 90 days, then that messes up your disputing process with the credit bureaus, because remember, they only got 30 days to respond. So I recommend creditchecktotal.com because you can update it every 10 days. Now you want me to do it for you, 
feel free to give me a call. 1-800-475-SCORE. That's 1-800-475-SCORE. 1-800-475-7267 or simply go to the website, badcreditisachoice.com. That's badcreditisachoice.com. Badcreditisachoice.com. Credit tip number one, why you should never, ever close a credit card. 40% of your credit score is based on how many credit cards you have and how you use them. You must have at least three open credit cards at all times. Keep your balances below 7% of your utilization rate. The reason you don't want to close that credit card is because 15% of your credit score, or roughly 60 to 80 points, depends on how long your credit cards and accounts have been open. And when you close them early or close them at all, it essentially stunts your growth. Think about it this way. The longer you've been driving, the cheaper the car insurance gets generally. But if you cancel your insurance every few months, you're going to pay more because you're not continually insured. It's the same way with their credit cards. If you close them and open a new one, close it, open a new one, the banks don't like to see that. And so they tell FICO to punish you and down goes your credit score and it stays down for years. It can take years, literally five to seven years to recover from closing a credit card. So unless they are charging you a ton of money, and if they are, generally you can get them to waive that annual fee if you ask them to, but if they're charging you a bunch of money, then you got to do what you got to do to get out of debt and keep your bills low. But unless they're charging a lot of money, I recommend you never close them and you use them on a regular basis so they don't close them on you because it could take you years to recover from closing a credit card. For more information like this and other credit tips, go to the website, badcreditisachoice.com. Again, badcreditisachoice.com. just like this one, as well as online at badcreditisachoice.com. You can sign up for the podcast there. You can also log into your iTunes account. If you have an iTunes account, sign up for the podcast. We'll email it to you every single day. On the website at badcreditisachoice.com, there's over 900 radio shows uploaded for you to teach you in order to teach you what the credit bureaus and banks don't want you to know. Now, today on the show, talking about how to delete a late payment. Now, a late payment represents 35% of your credit score. That's right. A late payment represents 35% of your credit score or essentially 140 points. Now, how did I come up with 140? Well, your credit score, your FICO credit score is between 300 and 850. So you don't really have 850 points available. You have 550 points available because it's the lowest score is 300, the highest 850. So if you subtract out 300 from 850, it's really 550 points available. However, your real 
range is 400 to 800. I've never had a look at th- and I've looked at thousands and thousands of credit reports. I've never seen anything under 400. And I rarely see anything above 800. So the FICO real range is 400 to 800. Now, why is it 400 to 800, not 300 to 850? Because they created 300 to 850 a long time ago. They just made the number up. And it basically represents the likelihood of you paying your bills. So if you have an 850 credit score, there's an 85% chance that you will probably pay your bills on time. If you only had a 300 credit score, there's only a 30% chance you'd pay your bills. Now, that's just a rough rule. You can't hold me to it because it's just a rough rule to give you an idea of what that number actually means to the bank when they look at your credit report. The higher the number, the higher likelihood of you paying back your loan. Now, if you take 800 minus 400, that gives you 400 points. That's really what you're working with here is 400 points. So we want to increase your credit score as fast as possible, as many points as possible, and gain back that 35%. Now, first thing you need to do, like I said earlier on the show, is get a copy of that credit report. Once you have a copy of that credit report, you're going to look for mistakes. You're going to look for mistakes in the way it's being reported. And you're going to dispute that mistake. Now, never, ever, 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 ever dispute online. Never, ever dispute online. Never go to annualcreditreport.com and dispute. Never go to creditchecktotal.com and dispute. You need to always dispute in writing, preferably handwriting, not typed paper. Don't download the free templates online. What a lot of people don't know is the credit bureaus are the ones putting those tam- those templates up there in an attempt to figure out who's trying to fix their credit so they can ignore those letters. So you never want to do a template. Now, you can download, like if you go to my website, badcreditisachoice.com and sign up for the free credit repair book at badcreditisachoice.com. We give you ideas on how to write the letters. We don't give you templates because templates don't work. In fact, all the template letters that we have in our system Each time we create that letter, it spins it. It's a spinning technology, and it will actually create 10,000 different versions of one letter. So that's how we're able to quickly write letters that are unique and custom per client and never have the credit bureaus find out it's actually us. Because as soon as they find out it's a credit repair company fixing your credit, they can ignore it, and then it stalls, and then it takes forever to fix your credit instead of your three to six months like our average client. Again, you want to dispute by mail, preferably in handwriting, and you want to dispute the actual mistakes. Never, ever dispute things like, or never say things like this in your dispute letter. I was never late. I don't know who you are. I don't know who this account is. I never had an account with Sears. I never had an account with Bank of America when you actually did. Even if you did not, and it truly is a mistake, and they're putting it on there. You should never say, I never had it, or I never was late. Because when you make a statement like that, it is very easy for the credit bureaus then to respond with it as they verified it. Because what they'll do is they will send a blast email out to Bank of America and says, Joe Blow says that he never had an account with you ever. And Bank of America will pull up their records and say, well, Joe Blow had an account with us from this year to this year, and he was late. Verified. Now you got to try something else. Once it's verified, it's very difficult to get it removed. So what you want to do instead 
is look for a way they're actually reporting it inaccurately. So for example, let's say that you were late on your Bank of America credit card and you were late in January 2015 and you were late in December 2014 and you were late in November, but you paid on time in October but missed September's. And that's how Experian reports it. However, Equifax reports it just the opposite. They said you missed September, but you made all the other payments on time. And TransUnion says it's every other month you were late. That's a mistake. One of them is wrong. So you, you put them against each other. And when you write the letter, you actually write it in questions. Dear Experian, recently I reviewed my credit report. I noticed that you're reporting I was late. Why is that? How did you come up with this? What have you done to make sure this information is accurate? How are you going to do your investigation? And you send it out in questions. Now, when you send it out, you want to send it certified mail. Why? So you can keep track of it. And if you need to hire an attorney to sue them, you can actually prove that you mailed it out to them and they received it. The other reason you send it certified is credit repair companies don't send it certified. And you're trying to show the credit bureau, hey, I'm not working with a credit repair company. I'm doing this on my own. Now, if you don't want to go through all of this work, because it's a lot of work, a tremendous amount of work. In fact, the FTC says it's usually around a thousand hours for someone to fix their own credit. A thousand hours. We can do it for you in as little as three to six months. 90% of our clients are done in less than six months. 90%. And you only pay me after we perform, after we actually do something, no money up front, no setup fee, no retainer, no monthly fee, 100% paid on performance. If you like more information, feel free to give me a call, 1-800-475-SCORE. That's 1-800-475-7267. Or simply go to the website, badcreditisachoice.com. Again, that website, badcreditisachoice.com, because it really is. Bad credit is a choice. Credit tip number five. What is a charge-off? And a lot of people don't understand what a charge-off is. And I understand that it can be very confusing, and so I want to go over that today to clear up any confusion that you may have regarding a charge-off. Now, if you want more information on this or any other subject regarding credit, you can go to the website badcreditisachoice.com. That's badcreditisachoice.com. Sign up for the free credit training or simply call and talk to one of the credit coaches at 1-800-475-SCORE. That's 1-800-475-7267. So what is a charge-off? A charge-off is when a bank, as required by the IRS, is required to report it on your credit report and in their accounting records as a charge-off. That six months has gone by, you have not made a payment for six months, Therefore, must, they must remove it from their records as an asset and report it as a loss. Once they report it as a loss, they're then going to put it on your credit report as a charge-off. They can do a couple things at that point. They can file a lawsuit against you. They can sue you. They can garnish you. Generally, in most states, they have up to four years to sue you. Some states, it's six months. Some states, it's seven years. Montana, for example has a seven-year statute of limitations. Idaho has a six-year. Now, it depends on where you sign the contract. So if you bought the car in Montana and drove to San Diego, guess what? It's seven years, not four years or three years like California says, but seven. 
They can also send you to collections where that collection agency can put a, a, a new account on your credit report as a collection. So now you got the charge off reporting every month and you got the collection reporting. They can then sell it to another collection company. So now you have three accounts, four accounts, five accounts, six accounts, and they just keep doing that over and over and over again. If they send it to collections, that collection agency has the right generally to hire an attorney to file a small claims court lawsuit against you, drag you into court, get a judgment, and garnish you and take everything out of your checking account and 25% of your pay until it's paid off. Charge-offs never go away. You will owe that money the rest of your life unless you file bankruptcy. The good news is, however, most of the time when they report the charge-off, it is reported inaccurately, which then would violate the Fair Credit Report Act of both the state and federal level, which then breaks the law if they don't if they refuse to remove it or correct it, which allows you to have it removed without waiting that seven to ten years. If you like more information on how to get your credit fixed, go to my website, badcreditisachoice.com, or simply call 1-800-475-7267. <music> To your credit matters. I'm your host, Ronnie Lambeth, certified FICO credit professional, author and speaker, and your local credit expert. Today, I want I've been talking about how to successfully delete late payment history from your credit report. And just so you know, 35% of your credit score is based on your payment history. 35%. Now that's a large amount. And if you suffer from having bad credit, that's probably why. It's because of the payment history. So in order to increase your credit score up to 150 points, we need to remove that late payment history, the negative payment history. Not the positive payment history, but the negative payment history. So for the last 20 minutes or so, I've been talking about how you do that, where you get your credit report, how you write the dispute letters, what you say in those dispute letters. If you miss the earlier part of the show, you can get it from start to finish at my website, badcreditisachoice.com. Again, if you missed the earlier part of the show, you can listen to it at badcreditisachoice.com, as well as download up to 900 other shows, 900 shows. Anything and everything you need to know about credit is in one of those shows. Again, that website, badcreditisachoice.com. Now, if you prefer just to have someone fix your credit, a professional like myself that only charges after we perform. That's right. You only pay me after I start working on your credit and after I get items like bankruptcies and charge-offs and short sales and late payments, inquiries removed from your credit report. Not one dime before. No setup fee, no retainer fee, no monthly fees, no service fees. 100% paid on performance and as little as $100 per item. Think about that. You could actually get a bankruptcy removed from your credit report for as little as 100 bucks. Now, wouldn't that be worth it for you to get that foreclosure removed, the short sale, or the judgment, or just the credit card lates, right? 100 bucks. Or you can do it yourself. On average, you're going to spend about 1,000 hours trying to do this yourself. 1,000 hours. That's a long time. I don't know about you, but I don't have an extra 1,000 hours. But I can help you if you go to badcreditisachoice.com. You can simply sign up for a free credit consultation there or sign up for credit repair at badcreditisachoice.com. So let's do a recap. Where do you get a copy of your credit report? Well, great place to go to find out 
how your credit looks, how it's faring, is creditkarma.com. That's the first website I'm going to recommend, creditkarma.com. They're going to give it to you for free. You're not going to put in a credit card number at all. Now, if you get there and you see your credit scores below 740, you probably got something going on. And you can kind of look at your credit report there. They'll give you a little bit of payment history, but not a full credit report. So if you don't get everything there and you know you got some issues, then skip Credit Karma and go directly to creditchecktotal.com. Now, I don't get paid from either one of these companies. I don't have no back-end affiliate deal or anything like that. Creditchecktotal.com will give you access to your full credit report. You're going to have to pay for it. It is going to cost you $1. $1 today, $30 two weeks from now, unless you call them the following day and say, you know what, I found it cheaper somewhere else for like $15. They will then drop it to $14.97, saving you nearly $180 in a year. Now, if you're going to do this on your own, it's probably going to take you a year or longer, so you need to save as much money as you can. But credit check total is a great place to go. The company you want to avoid is annualcreditreport.com. Avoid annualcreditreport.com because that's going right through the credit bureaus. It adds, if you get the free credit report, they're just it's going to make it almost impossible for you to fix your own credit. Now, once you do have a copy of your credit report, you want to find the mistakes and dispute the mistakes. Dispute the amount they got you showing past due. Dispute when they show it open. A lot of times, like Bank of America, for example, will report that you opened it on January 1st. Now, banks are not open on January 1st, so therefore that's a mistake. You dispute that mistake. You simply ask them a question, why, dear Experian, why are you reporting this account was open on January 1st? Banks are not open on January 1st. Please remove it. This is how you get items removed. Now, if you want me to do it for you, go to my website, badcreditisachoice.com. That's badcreditisachoice.com, or simply call 1-800-475-SCORE. 1-800-475-7267. Credit tip number 12. What type of utilization rate to have on your credit cards? Now, you might be thinking, what is a credit card utilization rate? Well, quite simply, that is the amount of credit you are utilizing on your credit card. So, for example, if you have a $1,000 credit limit and you spend $120 on that credit card, you're essentially using 12% of the utilization rate. Now, up to 40%, that's right, up to 40% of your credit score is based on how you use credit cards, how many credit cards you have, how you use them, how much you owe, when the last time you made a payment, etc. One of the most important things you can do when getting ready to purchase a new car, apply for a new loan, or get a home, you need to pay your credit cards down below 7%. 7% utilization rate. That's the magic number. Now, you need to make sure that you always use those cards at least once a month, but never go over that 7% during that 60 to 9 day window of applying for new loans. If you ever go over 7%, Roughly every 10% that you go over, you're going to lose approximately 10 points. So if you go and max out your $1,000 credit card and then you pay it off at the end of the month, you're essentially losing 100 points because by the time the bank reports it to the credit bureaus, 30 days has already gone by because they're always 30 to 45 days behind. So you're only showing that paid off that one day. So make sure you 
if you're going to use your credit cards in order to get the points or the rewards, pay it at least a week early. So if your payment's due on the 15th, pay it on the 8th. That way, it'll actually increase your credit score. Keep your utilizations rates below 7%. For those of you that want to know Hello and welcome to the show. I'm your host, Rondi Lambeth, certified FICO credit professional, bringing to you each and every day what I think they don't want you to know. Now, who are they? I'm talking about the credit re- the credit reporting agencies or the credit bureaus, the banks, the insurance companies, our own elected officials, the people that we elect to represent us that actually many of them don't care about us. They are there for them. They are there for them. Case in point, Hillary Clinton recently said that she deserved to be president because it was her turn. Yeah. She didn't say because she was going to make a good president. She didn't say because it's the right thing to do and she had great ideas on how to fix our country. No. She wants to be president because It's her turn. And many of these politicians feel that way. It's their turn. They're smarter than us. That's why they create laws to protect us from each other, right? It's kind of like a parent. When you're a parent, you make your kids do things that they don't want to do because you know what's right for them. And a lot of these elitists, the 1%, these people that control the banks, people that control the government, the insurance companies, many of them think they know what's right for us and we should just get in line and do what they tell us to do. Case in point, how many credit cards should you have? I've talked about this before. You should have three. Should you ever close a credit card? Absolutely not. Well, what kind of credit card? Have you ever... Have you ever been taught this in high school, college? You know how many clients that I have are attorneys, doctors, extremely successful multimillionaires that don't know anything about money. Why is it that our schools do not teach us how to balance a budget? Why is it they don't teach us about credit? Why is it they don't teach us how to manage our credit, manage our money? They don't teach us anything but maybe some basics, but very little of anything. In the past, when I lived in Poway, Poway, California, just outside of San Diego, I went to the high school there because that's where my kids were going to high school, and I volunteered to come in and teach the high school seniors about credit. So that way, when they got into college and they got tempted with all these credit card offers, that they would know how to manage it. I wanted to teach them how to create a budget. I wanted to teach them how to increase their credit score. So when they graduated college, they could actually have a higher credit score than their competition because seven out of 10 employers will check credit when determining whether or not they should hire you. So if you go apply for a job, 70% of the employees will look at your credit. And if you have horrible credit, guess what? You may not be getting that job. And I was told by someone who makes thirty to $40,000 a year, we got this covered. We don't need your help. We teach the kids everything they need to know about money. Thanks, but no thanks. Is that ridiculous or what? 
I was trying to help the kids out, and they said no. Why? Because they, quite frankly, they don't want the kids to know how to manage their money. They want the kids to go out, get a bunch of student loans, get into debt, be a slave for the rest of their life. That is what I believe they want. I don't want that for you. I don't want that for my kids. My kids are very, very educated on credit. And they know what they're supposed to be doing. I digress. I'm sorry. Let me back up a little bit. What are we talking about today? We're talking about what kind of credit cards should you have? Well, I would like to have you I would like to see you have three three revolving lines on your credit report. You need to have at least three open credit cards. And the best ones to have are Visa or MasterCard. All right. Discover and American Express. That's really not a good card to have if you're just starting to build the credit score, if you're just starting to rebuild it. And it's because of the way they report it on the credit report. Uh, Many American Express cards don't really have a balance, so they'll report the high balance as the credit limit. So that kind of messes things up when they don't have a credit limit and then they report the balance as the credit limit. It shows you maxed out all the time. So those are not good cards to have uh, unless you have lots of open lines that will help counteract that, okay? So what kind of credit cards should you have? You should have some Visas and MasterCards, secured or unsecured, doesn't matter. What I don't want to see you have is a bunch of department store cards. And the reason why you should not have mainly department store cards is in order to build your credit file, you have to go to that one store and spend money. Money maybe that you don't have to spend. Whereas if you have a Visa card or MasterCard, you can use that card at the grocery store. Maybe you need a gallon of milk. So you, you pay with your credit card. You pay three, four bucks, get a gallon of milk. You get your bill, you pay it in full. Credit score goes up because you made another payment on time. That's what's nice about the Visa and MasterCards versus if you have a JCPenney's card and it only works at JCPenney's, you got to go to JCPenney's and you got to buy a T-shirt. And if you don't buy the T-shirt every 90 days, your credit score will go down because FICO will ignore it because there hasn't been any activity in the last 90 days. Therefore, they won't count the credit card and your scores go down. So that's why I want you to stay away from the department store cards and strictly stick with Visa or MasterCard. So you need to have at least three credit cards open at all time with Visa or MasterCard. Now, if you're above 740, Get all the the American Express cards you want, Discover, whatever you want, because you're above 740. It doesn't matter because you're in a different scorecard and you're ranked differently. If you want more information on this, go to my website at badcreditisachoice.com. That's badcreditisachoice.com or simply call 1-800-475-SCORE. That's 1-800-475-7267. Credit tip number 13, why You should never apply for a department store card. Now, what is a department store card? A department store card is a card that only works at a particular store. Now, maybe that's Home Depot, Lowe's, Walmart, Best Buy, uh, Sears. Then you got your Victoria's Secrets, your Macy's, your Kohl's, those kind of stores. You don't really want to have those type of cards in your wallet or purse. And the reason why, it's not that they're bad to have, per se, is because in order for you to build your credit file, one of the things that FICO wants to see is a very long, open, active account. And if you get a department store card, such as Kohl's, then that means you got to go to Kohl's every single month and spend money on maybe stuff that you don't need. 
Whereas if you got a Visa card, you can use that account every month by getting gasoline or getting groceries because that's stuff you actually need. You don't need to go buy a pair of underwear every single month. They generally don't wear out that fast, right? So stay away from those department store cards. Now, if you don't have any credit cards, you need to have three, at least three. You can get them at my website at badcreditisachoice.com. They don't even check your credit many of the times. That's right. They won't even look at your credit, yet they'll give you the card guaranteed at badcreditisachoice.com. Once you're on the website, click on personal credit, scroll down to where it says credit cards, and then pick the one that you want. Now, again, this is only if you don't have three credit cards. If you don't have three, you need to get three as soon as possible. You can obtain those credit cards at badcreditisachoice.com. envelopes in the mail that says congratulations you're pre-approved up to twenty thousand dollars on a new line of credit or new credit card now i have not received one of those in years and the reason i have not received one of those in years is because i opted out and today on the show i'm going to talk about how you can actually use those offers to help yourself get out of debt faster now on another show i will talk about how to opt out so once you are debt-free and you're, you're getting tired of getting that stuff or you want to protect yourself from identity theft, why you should opt out. If you'd want to listen to one of those shows, you can probably find one in the archives. I've have, I have over 900 shows recorded on the website at badcreditisachoice.com. That's badcreditisachoice.com. So let's get into credit card balance transfer strategies. So when you get that credit card balance transfer Thing in the mail it's offering you a new credit card and generally they're going to charge you three percent or fifty dollars whichever is more to pay off an existing debt and then they're going to give you that debt at zero percent interest now it doesn't have to be a credit card you literally could get a, a twenty thousand dollar offer in the mail you only owe ten thousand on your car you could write the self the check to yourself and then essentially pay off your car, saving interest. But then you would have to have that card paid off in generally 12 to 18 months. So if you couldn't have it paid off in that time, then I wouldn't recommend doing it. So, for example, let's say you have a car loan at 7% interest. And they're going to offer you 0% interest for the next 18 months. And you only owe three, dollars $4,000 on this car. Well, it'd be a wise idea to transfer the balance to your credit card at 0% interest for the next 18 months, continue to make those payments, and then pay it off, right? Because then you're going to save, maybe you only save $100, but it's still $100 in your bank account that you didn't have before or that you were going to pay extra in interest. There's no reason to give the bank an extra 100 bucks, right? It's not how much money you make that's important. It's how much you spend or how much you have at the end of the day. You could make a million dollars a year and spend $1.1 million and be in debt at $100,000, right? 
That's not what I'm saying here. I'm saying you need to save as much money as you can. Be responsible in an attempt to pay your debt off early. Now, you can also do this with credit cards. And I actually do this myself. Um, I, I'm, I'm almost debt-free. I got a little bit of debt out there. It's mainly business debt. But primarily, personally, personally, with the exception to my house, I'm, I'm almost or virtually debt-free. And I've used credit cards. I've used business credit cards because I get those in the mail on a regular basis because I haven't opted the business out. So I would use, like, for example, when I bought my motorcycle and the interest rate was 3 4%. Well, I got an offer in the mail to, I think it was like a $30,000 business credit card at 0% interest for two years. Now, I bought the motorcycle knowing I would have the loan paid way down within two years. I was never going to pay it off until it matured. And the reason you want to do that is the longer the account is open, the longer it reports on your credit, which the higher your credit score will be. So instead of paying that account all the way off, you generally pay it down to the number of month, the number of months left on the loan, and then you pay a dollar a month from that month forward. So what I did with the credit card was I actually wrote a check to myself, cashed it, then I sent a check to the Indian dealership or the loan that I got through the Indian dealership and paid off paid the loan way down. Now, why didn't I just write the check to them? Because a lot of times the credit card companies or the, the companies that you're sending the check to, uh, they're not going to accept it. And so you got to write it to yourself and then deposit it in your bank and wait three to four days for the bank to process it and everything. Okay. Now I did pay a 3% fee and on $20,000 balance, it was 600 bucks. But the interest was going to be much more than $600. So I got it for 0% interest for two years. And the other beauty of this is it reported to my business side versus my personal credit side. So it showed that instead of owing $20,000 on this motorcycle, I only owed $40 or $50, whatever the amount was. And then I pay a dollar a month now. Even today, I pay a dollar a month every month on this loan. Um, in an attempt to drag it out as long as possible. Yes, I'm paying interest, but it's not very much, right? So that's a strategy that you can use in an attempt to get out of debt faster. You can also use this strategy to pay off credit cards much faster. Just note, do not close those credit cards once you pay them off. Leave them open, all right? Yes, your credit will take a dip because you open a new credit card, to get that balance transfer money, you generally have to open up a new account. That's okay. Sometimes it's okay to take a credit dip if you're going to save money. So you pay off the old credit card. Then in two years, generally they'll offer you another balance transfer, and you can transfer it back to the original credit card, getting an additional 18 months to two years of free money. You do this the right way, you can go year after year not pay any interest. The important part is you don't continue to use the old cards. You, you don't want to max them out again after you pay them off. You pay them off, and then you're done with them. Use them a little bit, but you never go out and go spending, right? If you can't afford to pay it off at the end of the month, don't use the card. For more information like this, go to the website. Sign up for the newsletter or sign up for the free credit education or listen to any of the 900 downloaded shows. That website, badcreditisachoice.com. Again, badcreditisachoice.com or simply call 1-800-475-SCORE. That's 1-800-475-7267.
Credit tip 25. How many credit cards should you have? Well, it's pretty simple. FICO, the fair Isaac company who creates the credit score for the world's banks, 90% of the world's banks trust FICO in delivering an accurate credit score. They say that you should have at least three open credit cards at all times or three revolving lines of credit open at all times. Now, 40% of your credit score could be based on revolving credit. Now, what is revolving credit? Revolving credit is an account like a credit card or a home equity line of credit that revolves. Every month, it could be a different balance. Every month, it could have a different payment. Whereas an installment loan is the same payment, the same amount every month. So you go down, you get a car, you spend $10,000 on that car. For, you're going to finance it over five years. Your payment's $250 a month at 10% interest. That's an installment loan. You make the same payment over and over again until the loan is paid off. And each month you make a payment, the principal balance gets lower and lower. That is an installment loan similar to a mortgage. Whereas a revolving loan or revolving line of credit can change. If you have a $3,000 credit card and you max it out your first month, you pay it off, now you have a zero balance. So it's revolving. It changes. And if you have it paid off every month, you could potentially not even have a minimum payment due. So that's revolving. It could be a line of credit at home. It could be a department store card. It could be a Visa, MasterCard, American Express. Those are revolving lines of credit or essentially revolving credit cards. Now, just because you don't have a card that goes with it doesn't mean it's not considered revolving, as in the home equity line of credit. Now, what doesn't what doesn't qualify as revolving line of credit or revolving credit card is a debit card. If you go to the bank and they issue a debit card attached to your checking account, that doesn't that's not a credit card. It, it, yeah, you can use it like a Visa, but it doesn't show up on your credit report, so that doesn't count. You need three separate credit cards open at all times. The more you have open, the better it's going to be on your credit score as long as they've been open for a long time. Again, you need at least three open credit cards at all times. If you'd like more information on this or any other subject about credit, go to the website, badcreditisachoice.com. Again, that's badcreditisachoice.com. If you'd like to talk to someone, give us a call, one 800 Four seven five score. That phone number is one eight hundred four seven five score one eight hundred four seven five seven two six seven. Hello and welcome to the show. I'm your host, Ronnie Lambeth, bringing to you what I think they don't want you to know you know one of the things that a lot of people say is you should be debt free pay cash for everything and if you can't afford to pay cash you can't afford to buy it those words are partially true i believe Um, i believe that in if you can't afford to pay cash then you probably shouldn't buy it if you're in a position that you could pay cash You know, maybe you're just starting out in life. Maybe you're just starting over in life. Well, it's pretty hard to pay cash for a new car if you're just starting over or just starting out. So you got to figure out what you want to do. Do you want to get a car that 
cost you less up front, but more in the end because of maintenance? Do you have a long commute? Do you have a short commute? Are you a student? Are you a stay-at-home mom or stay-at-home dad? There's so many different factors that come into play. And that blanket statement out there that if you can't, pay, if you can't afford to pay cash, you can't afford to own the car. Um, I, I just disagree with it. Okay. So today on the show, I want to talk about 0% interest car loans. And there are many, many car loans out there like that, or even 0.9, which is less than 1%, less than the current inflation rate. So you're almost making money on the loan with one exception that a lot of people forget about. And so I want to talk about that today with one exception that when you get that 0% loan, there's a condition that comes with it. And that condition could cost you thousands upon thousands, maybe even tens of thousands of dollars. And it really is case by case. So let me build this up to for you. Let's talk about it. Let's think about it. Let's reflect on what, what I'm saying today. And then you figure out what's in your best interest. What would actually work best for you and your family? Not just because some guy on the radio says, if you can't afford to pay cash, you can't afford to buy it. So we're actually going to break it down and see if maybe the 0% new car loan is a good option for you. Maybe it's not. Now, if you're just tuning in, I'm your host, Rondi Lambeth, certified FICO credit professional, author and speaker, and your local credit expert. And if you would like more information on how you can increase your credit score, how you can protect yourself from identity theft, how you can fix your credit if you've ever gotten behind in the past, or if you just want to listen to some of the old shows, we got almost a thousand old shows now, over 900. Uh, I need to log in there and count actually how many, but I, I think it's getting close to a thousand. That website, badcreditisachoice.com. That's badcreditisachoice.com. You can also call and talk to one of the FICO credit professionals as well on my team. The number 1 800 475 score. That's 1 800 475 seven, two, six, seven. So when does it make sense to get a 0% interest loan? Well, generally, you only get a 0% interest loan if you're purchasing a brand new car. The problem with brand new cars is the moment you drive away, it starts depreciating. Isn't that funny how a car can sit on a car lot for a year and not depreciate. But the moment you drive it off the lot, it's now a year old in one day, and now it's lost a percentage of its value. So that just shows you that the depreciation is just in the in the eyes of the, the, the buyer, right? And the dealership would be the buyer. They don't want the car back. So these cars depreciate very, very rapidly. When is it a good time, good idea to buy a new car? Well, if you can afford it. If you truly want a new car and you can afford it and you're debt-free everywhere else with maybe exception to your house, but you have no credit card debt, you have no collection debt, you have no student loans, and you really want to have a new car because you never had it. Well, you know what? You only live once. I think go ahead and get it if you really want to spend an extra ten dollars or $20,000. Now, the other time that it comes into play is let's say like my, my case, for example. I really wanted to buy a Corvette, and I've wanted a Corvette – ever since I was a young kid. Uh, but with, with my three kids that I had, it just wasn't feasible, right? And kids are expensive. I couldn't afford to have the Corvette. Why I had the kids in the house. But once they left, I got the Corvette. And I was looking for years to get one. And I found one two years old with everything I wanted. But then I found one on Costco, costco.com. 
and found it was actually the same price as the two-year-old Corvette. Why? Because I was buying it at wholesale. So I was able to buy the car at wholesale and get 0% interest and get the free extended warranty and get some other stuff for free because I bought it through Costco at wholesale. That made sense for me to buy it at 0% because the moment I drove off the lot, yes, it depreciated, but I bought it essentially at that depreciated level. And you can do that sometimes when they're maybe almost a year old or through Costco or Sam's Club or any of these other big buying clubs. But for the most part, you'd be better off with getting a 1% or 2 or 3% loan through a credit union and buying a car that's two years old, a lease return, that's in good condition. So the, the person who leased it already lost the twenty grand. You then take over payments essentially at 1%, 2 3% interest, which is a lot less than the depreciation, and then you're better off. Now, if you're a business owner, sometimes you want that depreciation. My Corvette is in my business so I'm actually getting that depreciation off the full retail. So by buying it new, it gives me a little bit extra bonus. And that's a tax thing, so you got to talk to your CPA or your tax professional. So sometimes it's worth it to get at 0%, sometimes it's not. You just really got to sit down and figure out your budget and, and figure out what's best for you. Thank you for listening to today's show. To get more information about me or how you can actually get your credit fixed, go to my website, badcreditisachoice.com. That's badcreditisachoice.com, or you can simply call and talk to me or talk to one of the FICO credit professionals at 1-800-475-SCORE, 1-800-475-SCORE, or 1-800-475-7267. That's 1-800-475-7267.